DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to the Key Pass Collective. Again, so, so excited to have you here for another amazing episode. I'm your host, Joe Williams. Uh, today, I was joined by our very own Ryan Barnes. We'll start with that. Um, amazing to have him back on the pod. Super excited because the guest today was Matt from Talking Wolves. And as most of you know, uh, Ryan is a massive, massive Wolves fan. Uh, the only thing he loves more than Wolves, and only slightly, is Arsenal. So, um, yeah, definitely everybody's second favorite team, some people's favorite team, Wolves, and a lot of uncertainty this summer going on with um, with this team and this club and, and what they're doing in terms of transfers and injury news. Um, and we talked about all of it with Matt. The guy's incredible. The conversation was was just so easy and, and so fun. Uh, we had we had an absolute blast. So we talked about all of those things. We talked about more. We talked about the new manager. We talked about the old manager. We talked about uh, the rise of Wolves and uh, the way that um, they sort of had a, such a meteoric rise in, in not only in the table, but uh, just in, in their stature and their standing as a club uh, and, and so much more. I can't even get into all of it. Um, plus, I don't want to spend too much time here uh, blithering on about it before uh, before the actual episode because I want you to listen to it. So here we go. Let's get to it. I present Matt from Talking Wolves. Again, awesome conversation. Stick around till the end. It's worth it. Thank you all for listening. Okay, and we could not be more pleased to be joined by Matt from Talking Wolves um, today. Ryan and I are here and um, just again, beside ourselves with joy here. This is just such an, an awesome experience because Ryan, I know for a fact that, you know, Wolves, I mean, Arsenal is clearly your team, but but Wolves, man, that's that's also your baby. So um, I, I imagine you're pretty excited about this uh, this little guest appearance here from Matt on Talking Wolves. No, absolutely. No, the Wolves has always had a, a soft spot in my heart. West Midlands is is my jam. So yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to this. So thanks, Matt, for, for joining us. Well, Matt, welcome. And um, tell us a little bit just kind of about yourself, who you are, and um, you know maybe where you come from. And then also tell us a little bit about, about Talking Wolves itself and just kind of what it is. And um, if people go there, what they can expect to find. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Matt Coe from Talking Wolves, co- co-founder of the Talking Wolves fan channel, uh, alongside Dave as a party. We, we, start, we started the channel, oh, I think February 2018, it, we were on the cusp of promotion, we thought, right, there's a success story to be had here, let's start a channel. <laughs> um, and I, it, it was in the, the, the promotion season up to the Premier League, um, we, started, we started doing just like match reviews, doing a couple of interviews outside the ground and... It, it, it's just grown it, it, it's it's grown from then on in it's uh it's, it's a fantastic thing to be a part of um although it kind of like started as a passion project for, for dave and i and a couple of other lads who, who are no longer doing it with us but um it, it it's it's just amazing to have such a a strong connection with so many like-minded wolves fans and for all the for all the silly comments you get it's those comments yeah. that um you know people who are Help saying that Talking Wolves helps connect them to the club because they moved to Australia or moved to America years ago, and that makes it all worthwhile. But uh, for myself, I'm I'm, I'm born and born and raised in West Bromwich, which, as we spoke about earlier, um, is, <laughs> is 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 behind enemy lines. Wolverhampton Wanderers' his biggest rivalry is West Bromwich. So for me, growing up as a Wolves fan in a predominantly Baggy's area was 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 really tough. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Not just because I'm a Wolves fan, just because West Brom's a massive dump. Um, uh, but um, yeah, so 25 years old now and still still following Wolves home and away. I was there in, in in League One when we we're down in the doldrums and obviously riding the crest crest of the wave now, which. It's, it's taken a little bit of a dip, but I'm excited for the upcoming season. Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure, for sure. 
Um, well, we want to talk all things wolves. We're, we're super excited um, just to get stuck into it. Uh, I know we, when we run a, a site called uh, the Draft Society, um, Ryan and I helped to found that that site as well. Kind of like you know you have talking wolves. Ours is all focused on uh, the draft fantasy football game. Um, so I don't know. Have you ever have you ever tried draft? Do you play fantasy? Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I, I, I have played fantasy. I'm not very good at it though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I, I, it's one of those things where you start you start the season with fantastic intentions, like looking at the form, <laughs> yeah. following all these Twitter accounts, and then your iPhone tells you that you've got no space left in your iPhone, and because you're 100 points behind everyone already, that's the first app to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're we're looking to um, really just have a discussion about what's going on at the club because um, I, we just thought talking to you, you know, we, we couldn't uh, have a much better source. So um, let's just kind of get into it. So like, yeah. uh, let's start with last year a little bit. You know, you mentioned sort of the crest of the wave, even though it dipped a little bit last year. So what what were your what were your takeaways from last year? Just what what were some of the things that you kind of just coming out of that after all the injuries and and the form issues, um, the sacking of the coach? Like, wh- where are you at right now? Oh, I'm just glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, I think, I think not being able to go to the games um, made me feel kind of so distanced and uh, I don't know, like just not bothered about 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 walls or or football in general. I think. Especially twinned with the football that was being served up, which for ninety five percent of the season was appalling. I just, I, I just wanted to get to the end of the season and and, and consolidate. Really, um, I, I think being in a pandemic is obviously terrible, and you know you're losing your your top striker yeah. eight games into the season. But I think the problems lay a lot deeper than than those two things. I think the football uh, on the whole for the the pre well for last season and six months before was was really poor. Nuno seemed to have, have lost his touch, lost his interest a little mm. bit. Um, and I was I was one of the fans who was calling for his head from <laughs> and probably from January onwards last season. Okay, I just I just saw something in the man that it wasn't the man who took over at Wolves and did an unbelievable job. And and and, I, and I've said this, and it's a, a hill I'll, I, I will die on, just because I, I wanted him sacked. I doesn't necessarily think he's a bad manager and a, that he's done a rubbish job at Wolves. He did a fantastic job at Wolves. You know, the two and a half seasons, three seasons, uh, two in the Prem, one in one in the Championship was and going to Europe. It's given me some of the not just the happiest moments as a football fan, but just as a, as a person. Of course. But the, I saw something in Nuno last season that I never saw before, and it, that he did not want to be there. And he wasn't interested. Hmm. And all these post-match press conferences were the same. We'll find solutions. We'll go again next week. It was wishy-washy nonsense. And it was time for a change. And you know what? I'm glad Foson pulled the trigger the way they did because he did get sacked in the end. It wasn't mutual. Um, because, And I'm glad they gave him the send-off that he deserved because I've, I've criticised him heavily the, 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 the previous six months. But to be able to say goodbye to him, in a, although a, a, a capped... Um, capped attendance it was it felt like the right thing to do mm. and i'm finally finally now really really looking forward to a football season for wolverhampton wanderers the way no. it's funny you mentioned that um that he was sacked because the way it's kind of been framed in the in the media is that um it was kind of a, a mutual parting of the ways that he had you know done his time there what was it four seasons yeah. and it was just time for a uh, time for a break um but he actually was sacked yeah, that's what that's what we're led to believe. I believe the club and 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 similarly to when I put a video out about first calling for his head was after we'd lost to to West Brom. You can see a common theme here, can't you? Just despise West Brom. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> um, it was after we lost to West Brom at Molyneux, and it was a it was one of the worst performances I'm seeing from a Wolves team in years. Absolutely, absolutely gutless, spineless. It was they they hid that day they were cowardly, mm. and I said he's he's got to go because if he doesn't he's going to take us down, and the club even looked at sacking him then uh, that that was revealed after he, after he had been sacked, um, so it wasn't just me thinking it, it wasn't just a small one or two fans the club saw the warning signs mm. then but they decided that he was going to be the man to guide them to safety, and then in the summer he'd be relieved of his duties but I bet you can't believe he's looking the Spurs job bloody hell oh seriously <laughs> but, yeah. right. Right, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I might be, I might be biased the other way, but I, I mean, that's such a poison <laughs> chalice, and to come it in is, as the twentieth choice to Spurs, I was gonna say, no he, less. Yeah, 
I mean, he's he's up against it already. So I I do not envy him. I'd rather be a wolf for sure. He's a poison chalice, and it's a it is a difficult job, but it's a massive job. And if he gets it right. He True. could go on. He could go. He could, you know, he, he similar kind of vein to Potocino, where he's, he might get someone like PSG or be touted for the Real Madrid job. It's that kind of yeah. stepping stone job to a yeah. real elite club. I don't think he will, but <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I think I think he'll be gone by Christmas. I really do because Spurs, wow. unless he changes his approach, Spurs fans will not accept that kind of pragmatism for a club that size and with the attacking options they've got, they just won't. I was just about to ask you that because Nuno gets kind of painted um, with this defensive, um, cautious uh, brush, yeah. and I mean I've I've loved watching Wolves at times. Um, I think when that when that system is humming, uh, when you got the wing backs bombing forward and overlapping, it's it's something to see. But um, yeah, he he is kind of you know known as as more defensive. Do you do you find that to be largely true? Yeah, definitely. I think that the season we went up in the Championship, we played, and and the, and and the season the first in the Premier League, we played some fantastic football. It was um, it was almost poetry in motion sometimes, but that does seem to stop, um, as, especially when we got a little bit deeper into the Europa League, and especially um, last season, it was it, it was it was horrendous to watch. It wasn't even what we were before where we soak up pressure we first and foremost we regimented defensively we soak up the pressure then we hit on the break it was literally camping out on our 18 yard box just all game there was no game plan um, and it just, we just seemed to lose that, that magic touch that we had I mean selling Jota and Doherty maybe didn't help I think their time was potentially up at the club anyway mm-hmm. um, but if you look back that's like 40% of your goals that you sold um, <laughs> wow and not really. Re- I mean, I like Samedo, but his attacking outputs aren't anywhere near as good as Doherty's. And and obviously Neto is a phenomenal player who will become a better player than Jota eventually. But it, that's a it's a lot of pressure to put on an 18, 19 year old. But yeah, he, he's a defensive coach, and one thing he'll always try to embed into his team is that it's almost kind of we'll set up not to lose the game rather than to win it, which is fine. Um, and we know we, we're strong, we're defensive, we're compact, we're organised. But last season we weren't even that. I mean, yeah. shipping four goals at home to Burnley. Who, if Burnley mm. came to Wolves and played the way we were doing, our fans would lambast. Let me tell you that. Our fan, like <laughs> we played the worst football in the league last season, without a doubt. But some fans <laughs> couldn't see. I think the loyalty was blinded, which is fair enough. Like he's Nuno's been our, the best manager. At, Certainly in my generation anyway, in terms of success. So I can see why, but yeah, the football was absolutely dire last season. <laughs> I tend to agree, yeah. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> yeah, so we we touched on uh, on Nuno, but um, now that uh, Bruno Lage is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, I, I'm, I'm assuming that you kind of got Rosetta Stone Portuguese the last couple of years to, to keep <laughs> up with all of what, the comings my, and goings. I, the, the 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 Portuguese accent fascinates me, and I get so many comments when I when I'm doing videos, and instead of calling him Ruben Neves, I'm there calling him Ruben Neves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, that guy, um, huh? Yeah, Nunes. Uh, it only, I, I do my best to try and pronounce things, yeah, as, as best as I can, which is kind of fitting coming from someone who can't even really speak English that well. Um, so yeah, it's 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 Brun uh, Lage. Is, is how you okay. pronounce it, I believe. You're going to get some Portuguese listeners now saying this this fella doesn't know what he's on about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's... Appreciate uh, the effort. <laughs> I do my best. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited purely because Bruno Lage's team at, uh, at Benfica scored so many goals and played so attacking. And our team is, is set up for that. I mean, you've got... Yeah. Currently, um, Adama Traore, Pedro Neto, Jimenez, uh, Pedence, now Francisco Tincao as well. Mm. He's a fantastic player. Mouth-watering. So, oh, I, can't, I cannot wait to see him play. <laughs> um, Samedo at right-back, um, Nuri at left-back. Like, these are these are offensive players, yet all last season, all we did was sit back. So mm. to get an attacking mm. coach come in, hopefully we can get the best out of those players because there's a bit, a lot of potential to be unlocked there and, and I think they might do that under under an offensive team. Do you know 
much about how Lodge tries to tries to set up his teams. I mean, I've I was <laughs> lovingly referred to last year as the the Wolves wingback correspondent just because I I loved <laughs> um, Doherty and um, and all of your your wingbacks um, past and previous. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be weird if he doesn't set up with uh, with wingbacks at Wolves. But can you just talk a little bit about kind of how he likes to set up his teams and what to expect from Wolves this season? Yeah, so for me, he's obviously only been in senior management for one year at Benfica, and you'll be pleased to know that the wingbacks did bomb on. So hopefully that'll <laughs> um, that will continue. He, he at Benfica, he played almost a a four four two, but more of a four two two two. Okay. Um, and the wingbacks bombed on. You had Alex Grimaldo, a left back at Benfica, who's got so many goals and assists purely from how high up the pitch he was. He usually plays with two kind of double sixes in the middle, so two big holding midfielders who break play up, um, recycle the ball well. But then interestingly, he, he used to play with two wide men who found space by coming inside, which if you've got um, Trincao on the right, who's left-footed, that, that makes total sense. And then your two strikers up up front were kind of like your archetypal two out-and-out uh, number nines. And it was Harris Severovic who scored loads of goals for um, Switzerland in in in, in this Euros, he was his striker. When also Vinicius, who's at Spurs, but he also has Joao Felix, um, who kind of Bruno made his career. He got him the move to Atletico, um, who he almost kind of played as like a second striker, just in behind mm. that the, your number nine, so just off. So it's almost at times like a four-two-three-one, but there was there was a massive emphasis on the wing backs bombing forward too, because as you can imagine, as, you, as your wide players come in. That leaves a lot of space on the overlap for the fullback. So, I'm I'm excited. I'm a, you're I mean, getting me excited. I'm, yeah, I'm, I bet. <laughs> I have so many questions though too. I mean, like yeah. because just a lot of the the responsibility is obviously defensively going to have to fall on the the shoulders of the center backs, right? And so I'm hearing rumors of potentially Connor Cody leaving, and uh, I'm just wondering, like, what, what what are you expecting from those lads next next season? Oh, this is the thing. Like, we, it, I'm, I'm, it's mouthful watching us going forward, but defensively, we, we, we're very, very leaky. We've got the, the centre half issue at the minute. Is for me, we've, we've just signed a lad from Colombia, from Nacional, called um, uh, Jesson Mosquera. He's a Colombian um, centre half, a similar kind of frame to uh, Jerry Mina at Everton, but just a lot quicker, which oh, is nice. frightening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he's only a young lad and they've spent five million on him and he's definitely for the first team, but I also seen more for the future. So for me, they need one, maybe two new centre-halves because Connor Cody's great in that sweeper role, but in a back four, I'm not convinced physically he's got the attributes for it. I think Willie Bowley has... Has been fantastic on his day, but over the last year and a half, he's digressed massively and remains safe. So I think we'll move abroad, maybe to somewhere like Turkey or Saudi Arabia. So I've, I've, we've got players like Kilman and Dendonka, who obviously Kilman's a centre half, Dendonka's a midfielder who can sit there. But we we need one top quality centre half at least because ever since we've come up from the Championship that position has not been addressed. We've signed players like Jesus Vallejo, who I'm not convinced he's a footballer, never mind a centre-half. Um, um, uh, who else have we signed at centre-half? I don't think we have, actually. And that's that's it. We've not, since we've come from the Championship, we've not brought a centre-half and it's definitely caught, caught up with us. We're, mm. I mean, we, we had the we had the chance to sign uh, Tapsoba, who's at Leverkusen now. Ooh. Nuno said no. And, you know, we, that was like 13 million. He's probably worth about 40, 50 oh. now. There's, yeah, there's a lot Tapsoba. of players who, who Nuno had turned down. Danny Almo, another one, who's at Leipzig. No. Um, yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, Danny Armour was another player that, that, that Nuno said wasn't good enough and opted for Pedence, which still gives me nightmares now. Um, there's been, <laughs> there's been a few I players. I see the theme. They're not, they're, yeah. Neither of them are Portuguese, so had to, <laughs> yeah. had to pass. You know what? That's probably probably what it is. And you know what? I, I think, I don't think a player like Trincao would have come in if Nuno was there. Because Nuno had the final say, and mm. despite what people think and say, George Mendes obviously curated the deals, but Nuno had the, had the final has the final say on on transfers. Um, but 
like I, said, I don't think someone like I don't think Nuno would have approved Trincao. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, we definitely, definitely need a top quality centre half to come in because if you're going to have such an emphasis on wing backs, um, yeah. again in a back four where they're more exposed, I think we need at least one centre half. You'll have a bit more protection from midfield, but it's still not enough for me. Any any rumors of uh, any center halves coming in? I mean, other than no, Mosquero, which is a bit seems like one for the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a bit concerning. I know there's going to be a change between the posts. Patricio's off to Roma. That's that's as as much as a done deal. It should be it should be moving next week. Um, but again, that we, we've seen rumors today that we we link with a Croatian keeper. But from what I understand, that Jose Sard, Olympiakos goalkeeper, is. He's basically a dead cert to, to, to become Wolves' next goalkeeper should Patricio move on. They've been linked with Drakowski at Fiorentina too, but there's not many there's not many centre half rumours apart from one that sticks out for me who I I really, really like is uh, James Tarkowski at Burnley. Yeah. Um I think that would be a very good signing because he's only got one year left on his deal, he's English, yeah. he knows the league. All right, he may be a little bit limited with the with, and that might be me doing him a, a disservice um, and a bit of a lazy opinion, but purely because he plays for Burnley. But he's <laughs> where he may be a little bit limited with the ball at his feet. You know that he's an absolute unit. He'd be great in the air, be great at attacking and defend, defending set pieces. And we conceded so many goals last season from corners, yeah. um, which is which is frightening considering we got a fairly big team. Yeah. So who would who would you pair him with, um, Tarkowski or any other <laughs> incoming uh, center half? Would it be Sice or, or Boley? I mean, I actually rate Sice, so it would be sad to see him see him go. Um, and I I love Boley when he's when he's fit. I feel like COVID probably and the injuries knocked him back. So last season was kind of a wash. But I'd hope that he'd crack on this season. So I mean, a pairing of Tarkowski and and Boley, given the aerial ability, would would yeah, be, be scary. Would be tasty. I, th- I think Saiz is a very good utility player and he gets me really excited, Saiz, because he'll, he'll have two or three really good games and you're like, what a player we've got here and then he'll end up doing something daft next game, like getting sent off for a stupid tackle or just playing a really risky ball that leads to a goal. He's just He hasn't managed to iron his inconsistencies out of his game and at 31 you'd think he would have done that by now. He's still not a bad player, but I think uh, I'd probably put Cody there if he was still there. I think I, I, it, it's really difficult because I feel like I've got a lot of loyalty to Cody purely because he's just a he's a, just a pleasure to be around her and ever I yeah. met him. He's just he's one of he's, he's just like one, nice of the ni- one of the nicest blokes you could ever wish to meet, and I think he gets a lot of um, stick from Wolves fans um, as oh he's not good enough. I, th- I think he is good enough. He's improved so much in the past couple of years. The only thing that he, re- he lacks his any real pace and just the physical prowess to play <laughs> as a centre half. But Bolly, when Bolly came up to the Premier League, he was he was a colossal. He was so good, and then he suffered a broken ankle, I think. Yeah. And he's not been the same since for the past couple of years. He looks slow. He looks cumbersome, and his concentration levels always been poor anyway. But the past year, he, he's like he looks like he's. He's he's drank drank a bottle of vodka before the games. <laughs> Some of the games he plays, I'm like, is he like, is he he's all right here? Like he'll be on the ball. Like there's, there's like two players closing him down. He's like just not moving. Wobbling. Um, I I don't know what's happened to him. But like I said, he was a colossal once when when we came up in that season. But mm-hmm. it, it'd be for me, it'd be two new centre halves with potentially Cody going out and Saïs and Bolly being cover if he's he's happy with that. But I mm. think. I think we're going to see a lot of outgoings, but you've also got the risk of: Do you really want to change two centre halves and a goalkeeper? Mm, yeah, is that too much change? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but perhaps that's what we need. Mm. Yeah, the the Cody gets kind of unfairly, in my opinion, um, targeted as as a centre half that you know has to be in a in the support of a, of a back three. I mean, that's kind of been the talk with England, right? That, uh, yeah. that Mings rather than Cody would slot in, um, if they play a, if they play a back four. So yeah, if they're going to, if they're going to switch from a back three under Nuno, uh, to a back four with, uh, with Lodge, it seems to me that he might be, uh, he might be on the way out, but yeah, I think he can still play in a, in a back four, but yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. It's just, He's reading of the game. He's such an intelligent footballer. You can see that, and obviously his leadership skills are probably the best in the league. 
I'd probably say that. Just he's con- con- he's just constantly communicating on and on and on and on. You can hear him even in the full stadium just shouting. <laughs> but when, when, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's, 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 if you just watch him and and John Ruddy's the same on the on the touchline. John Ruddy's he's up and he's in a technical area and he's shouting instructions, even though he's the number two goalkeeper. Um, but I, I was think to say, isn't he goalkeeper? Yeah, yeah, he's number two. But he's, he's honestly he's on at players all game. He's going to be a great manager when he's older. <laughs> I say he's older. He's 34, 35 now. But with Cody, if you get a big physical striker or someone who's can have a change of direction quickly, he really does struggle. I mean, the, the two players that stand out for me who always, always just absolutely ram raid him off the road is um, Alexander Mitrovic and Solomon Rondon, who are you know your typical. Number nine, big physical strikers who are, who are up for a battle, and he doesn't like that. And if you put him in a back four, they're just gonna they're just gonna peel off onto the onto Cody, mm. aren't they? So yeah, it's not you got you got a lot more protection in the back five. But when you get soccer like that peeling off to him, it's 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 quite painful to watch. <laughs> So what, one last thing on center halves, and then we could probably move yeah. away from, <laughs> from maybe the least exciting position. But <clears throat> pardon me, um, you, you said you did not, or you did see Mosqueda um, slotting right into the eleven. Not into the eleven. I think they'll use him in the first team, but he's not going to be someone who comes in straight. I might be wrong, uh, but I don't think he's going to be someone who comes in straight away. They see him as someone for the first team but really one for the future, if that makes sense. So he's not going to go and play in the under-23s, mm. so or he may do now and again, but he's going to be someone who's going to be involved in the first-team fold from, sure. from the get-go, and, and his, his limits, may be lim- minutes may be limited for the next two years, but I think they they, they, they feel that they've, they've got a real coup in Mascara. Um, we spoke to a um, Colombian football expert, I don't know if there's, there's many about, and we spoke to him <laughs> about uh, Mascara. Um, on 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 the channel on Talking Walls with people and have a look at that and he was he was gutted he was leaving Colombia he said on on current abilities better than the likes of Davinson Sanchez at Spurs um, oh wow which I, I was shocked at because I know Dan Sanchez is I mean he's not he's not unbelievable I'd, t- I'd definitely take him at Walls but for that's massive <laughs> plaudits for a for for a twenty one year old so I, I, I may be wrong they may want to blood him straight into the eleven but I'd be I'd I'd, I'd be surprised if they did okay. So I actually follow Colombia a little bit uh, more closely than than fellow gringos, just because my my girlfriend's from Colombia. Um, so I've I've seen him play a, a few times. Um, very raw, really talented. Yeah. I think I think you're probably right. I can't see him slotting into a uh, a Premier League eleven coming straight from um, from the league in Colombia, but uh, definitely definitely one for the future. So yeah, it seems like a uh, a good signing. But yeah, um, yeah, as Joe said, the the center halves um, aren't as as exciting to to most. <laughs> so I'd love to go back to my, as I said, my um, my favorite position at Wolves <laughs> is the wing backs. So obviously we have Semedo um, probably cemented his position on the right, um, mm-hmm. who is a player that I, I absolutely love. And for for draft fantasy, just to to fill you in a little bit, uh, it's not just based on clean sheets and um and goals and assists you actually get points for for dribbles and and take-ons and um and key passes and all of that so Semedo actually scores pretty well even though sometimes you watch the game and you're like man he's he's trash um so he's actually one of the players that i i really love because i kind of scouted him out before he came um so you have long story so you have Semedo on the right on the left um in my fantasy team i had marshall i had ait nori i had I think Kilman played there once. Sice yeah. played there. I mean, I had them all. So who slots in game week one? Is it I, Nori? Is I mean, I've I've seen rumors. I think today that that you tweeted out about Anthony Robinson, who yeah. you know Joe and I as fellow Americans and we watched uh, Fulham. I really like season. Anthony Robinson. Too. I would love really that. Like, I like him. him. Yeah. Is there how 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 um how do you see that transfer going down? I don't think it'll happen purely because we've we've we've, we've renegotiated a deal for ten million pounds for eight Nuri. Okay. Um, okay. I, I mean, it could. It may be just his, his agent jump, trying to jump interest for the player, trying to, you know, get other other clubs to force a hand into making a bid. Marcel is is finished in my opinion. He, he's, he's old. He's, yeah. he's, 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 he's a, I think he. He's just injured constantly. His legs must be made out of prawn crackers because he's just... 
he can't he can't play more than two games without being subbed off injured. And then he's had, he's had like another operation. He's, I think he's had like three operations this season. Yeah. He's he's finished out here. Um, and you've got Johnny who plays on the left who is uh, he's, he's a one he's a wonderful player. Yeah. But he's 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 done his cruciate ligaments twice in a year and a half. Tragic. You can't guarantee he's going to come back the same player. Um, so maybe maybe there is truth in the Robinson. You know, Johnny can play on the right too. Perhaps Johnny may be used as competition with Samedo and then Robinson and Nate Nuri on the left. But I, I doubt it as well because Ke- Keanu Hoover can play right uh, right back too. So I'm not. I, I, I think when Nate Nuri signs tail end of this week, I think we'll be done for four backs. Mm. Uh, that's that's too bad for for my purposes. But I, Sorry. I love Sorry. Nate Nuri. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have some weird fetish for Wolves wing backs, as you can tell. But I really I love like Anthony Robinson. I love Aiton Nuri. I, I wanted to sign him if if uh, we we weren't going to sign Aiton Nuri. I, 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 yeah. I, he played. We played against him at Craven Cottage, and he did a he did a really good job against Neto, um, and also for Adama in in, in spells. He's just, I don't know. He, I think with with a, with a good coach, he's got all yeah. the physical attributes to be the, uh, the complete modern day fullback. Um, I think that's with, with absolutely a good right. coach. He's got the speed. Uh, yeah, his, his physical defense yeah. Is, is is pretty good. Yeah, good in one on one situations. Good going forward. I think with the right coach, he could be a real asset. But I, I can't see it happening. But for ten million pounds, someone's going to have a steal for that money. I was yeah. I was going to say I've been very surprised to not see him linked with with other Premier League clubs. Oh, there's vultures. There down. are vultures. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there are yeah, other, there are other teams who were trying to trying to snip in, but um, that's why I was wondering if if Matt if they actually did put a bow on that and and get that um, that kind of squared away. Say again, sorry uh, about the Ait Nuri deal. Yeah, that's um, that, that that's done. He'll, he'll, okay, he's, good. He's got to join. He'll be joining this week, but I think he's got to isolate because of the COVID. But yeah, that that that's a done deal. It was um, it was initially. I think it's twenty million pounds they wanted for him, but because Angers, his club in France, have been relegated to uh, Ligue 2 because they've got no money, um, <laughs> they've renegotiated a deal of ten million pounds with a fifty percent um, sell-on fee. But Wolves can Ooh. buy out the sell-on fee, so I assume what they're going to do is sign him for ten million. If if he looks like he's he's going to live up to his potential, because Angers has struck for cash. Wolves will will buy out that fifty percent fee, and um, then obviously sell him sell him on for more. But he's he's a very very talented boy. Um, mm. He's very good going forward. Not the quickest, but the the ball just sticks to his feet. Uh, he's got good delivery he too. Dribble. One on one on one is a bit suspect, but like I said, he's a young lad. He's raw, um, and it, a bit more experience and some some pro- proper pre season with a with a, with a good coach. And I think um, I think he could be a good player next season. I like nice. it. I guess we can move up the pitch to uh, to the midfield. Um, I think the the main three midfielders last last season were um, mostly Moutinho, um, Den Donker, and uh, and Neves. Where do you see the midfield going? Because obviously Moutinho is kind of moving on in years. Neves has been linked with uh, a move away from Wolves. Den Dalkers, I assume, going to stay kind of as a utility guy. Uh, where do you see the, the midfield next season? I think Den Donker will stay purely because the other two will be gone. Um, I don't think they'll get rid of three midfielders. And I can see maybe Den Donker being suited to that number six role. He's a physical player. Not too bad on the ball. Will recycle the ball well. Uh, I think Neves will, by all accounts, his house has been emptied uh, and he's off. Not sure where he's off. Um, Touts of Arsenal. Uh, I know Juve were interested in him too, um, but we're not. I'm not sure where he's going, but it's understood that he, he will go this year. Um, and Moutinho, he's angling for a move back to Porto because he's... For for me, he's the best player I've seen in a Wolf shirt in that first season. He was just he was just unbelievable. A Rolls Royce. Everything he did was right. But last season, it's just you can you can tell that his his legs are starting to slow down yeah. a little bit. He's been off the pace and he's on hundred thousand pound a week and you can't afford to have especially at a club like Wolves, a player on that much money who isn't isn't your key player. Just you just you just can't. We haven't got the finances to do it, and I think that's one of the reasons why they're trying to offload Patricio too, because Moutinho and Patricio are one of the club's two top earners, and you know the salary is 
in excess of ten million pounds for the pair of them a, a year. That's a that's a lot of money for two aging players. So I think Matinho will go. I think Neves will go. Um, I'm not sure whether they'll sign Vitinha on on a permanent deal. I know that um, the option was there and it had to be taken. Um, the option had to be taken up by July the first or the thirty for June for the twenty million and Wolves uh, opted against it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the end of it. <coughs> Strange Excuse story, me. isn't it? But didn't they didn't uh, yeah. they petition the Premier League to um, to extend that signing window and still count it for fi- financial fair play purposes as um, a signing from last season? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think that's what they tried to do. I, I read somewhere that it was. Uh, perhaps uh, liquidity issues with all these finances that they couldn't finance the deal for because if that's the case then Porto must have wanted a large chunk of that £20 million up front we all know that Porto have got big financial issues as yeah. most of most Portuguese clubs right. have especially the big boys um, I don't think we've heard the end of it I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Vitinho move to Wolves I think last week in a transfer window for something like £12 million. I, I like him you can tell he's a very good footballer but I'm not sure what he's. I'm not sure what his best position is. I'm really not. Like he, he shows glimpses of brilliance, um, but we we can't afford to spending twenty million pound on 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 a player for that shows good glimpses and maybe one that we regret to not sign. But at the minute now, we need proven players who are going to come into the starting eleven with experience and make a real difference. And although. He may be a very, very good player in the future. We might just have to let this one go because we need we need reinforcements for now. So what are we doing? I mean, with the midfield that has potentially two departures, um, what's what's happening there? Who fills those spaces? Oh, it's it's the million dollar question. <laughs> I mean, the 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 one that I've, I've been banging the drum for years and. Looks like he's off to Liverpool. Is Vinat Sanch? Uh, he's had a great Euros too, but I just it, that that won't happen. The one that looks like potentially may happen is Joao Pinha uh, from Sporting Wolves. Looked at buying him last season when he was on loan at Braga um, for around about twelve or thirteen million euros. I think Sporting's asking a price now is um, thirty million euros. So quite the bump since last season. Oh man, but. I really like him. I really, really like him. I think he's exactly what that position, if they do play the 4-4-2, he's exactly what we need. 6-2, 6-3, extremely aggressive, wins playback well, strong, um, a, a good passer of the ball too. It's it, it's what we need. We miss, and it's something that we've I've been saying for, for years, we miss like... We miss a bit of dynamism in the midfield. Our, our midfielders are very slow and cumbersome. Stardew, yeah. The, yeah. Um, we, we, we miss that dynamism. We miss players like driving forward from, from midfield. I, I remember um, the first season we came up, we played Watford, and it was it was Neves and Matinho versus uh, Decore and Capu. And Capu and Decore just ran rings around them. We're just too big, too physical, too strong, too pacey. And that's when we switched to a three in midfield. Then we brought then Donker in. But those type of players, like the Decoures and the Capu, maybe not them two now, but those are the <laughs> players that I want in my midfield. Uh, and like a Renan Sanchez would be perfect because he's not an easy, a great football, but physically he's, he's immense. Um, that's the kind of player that I want in the midfield. Perhaps then Donker can do that role, but I think with uh, Matinho and Neves, they, they, they can't. I'd, I'd be gutted to see Neves go. I, I, I would. He's. Uh, he's he's a phenomenal talent and he's he's been poor last season but I really do feel like the way he's been kind of made to play under Nuno has, has stagnated his performances at Wolves I was looking forward to him coming into a, with a new manager and maybe kind of getting the best out of him again because defensively he, he, like his stats show that he's good but the season we had in the championship where he's playing a little bit further forward in the two my oh, word, what a footballer. What a footballer. He was he, he was unbelievable. We didn't we did an interview <clears throat> about a month and a half ago, two months ago, with Greg Halford, who used to play for Wolves, um, and he played against uh, he played against the, the championship winning Wolves side for Cardiff. And I, I said was a you know, we, we had we had players like Helder Costa, Evan Cavallero, um, Willy Bolly, Diogo Jota. Um, was there any player in that team who you thought he's gonna go on and be a player? And he said Nevsh, he said, no one could get anywhere near him. 
even at 19 he said no one could get he was he said he was he was miles ahead of everyone wow. else <laughs> he said it, he's never played against a player like it in that that level and which is why I'm gutted he's moving on but he's he's more than done his time at Wolves he's been a fantastic servant to the club and wherever he goes I, I genuinely do wish him all the best because if he went to someone a, a club like Man City for example believe you me he'll turn into a world beater he will be world class <laughs> But I under, at Wolves under Nuno, it's just gone a bit, just went a bit stale for him. Sure. I, yeah. I remember, um, yeah, I remember when you guys came up, I was kind of scouting um, newly promoted sides. And I I remember watching YouTube videos of, of Nevsh, um, his season that season, and those worldy goals from outside the box <sighs> and those free kicks. And I was just like, oh my God, I have to have this this guy on my team. And then I think game week one, he hit that nasty free kick. And I was like, Everton. I'm a genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind that, of, that goal he scored against yeah. Derby in the championship, you know, we're like oh the balls going for a corner. I, I, Were you there? To to this day, it's the best goal I've seen live, and I don't oh, think it's gonna ever oh. it's gonna ever get topped. I remember texting my mates who aren't even Wolves fans saying, "Whatever you do, get Sky Sports <laughs> News on now and see if they're playing the goal." And they were like, "Oh my god, how has he just done that from there?" He's not even he's not even facing he's facing the, the he's facing the dugouts when he hits it. It's he's not even facing the goal. That just his technique. And to be fair. His shooting the past couple of seasons has been dreadful, um, but that those first two seasons we had him are every I've never seen in that championship season a player hit hit a ball from distance so much and successfully hit the target shot after shot after shot. It it his shooting's been poor this season, but if if they can if if a club can get him back to the way he was then and oh, they've got a special player on their hands, but I don't think it's going to be at Wolves unfortunately. Mm. Man, as, as an Arsenal supporter, I would love to see him come to yeah, Arsenal. I, see a lot I mean, of if I could swap Xhaka yeah. for, for Nevis, yeah, sign yeah, me Yeah, I see a lot of Arsenal fans saying, oh, we don't want him, he's, he's rubbish, but he's, oh, a lot of his work that nonsense. he does for Wolves is, is the nasty, gritty work that goes unnoticed. Mm. Yeah. I mean, his, his defensive stats from midfielder are one of the best in the league in terms of like ball recoveries and interceptions, but for me, that that's not his game, like... He's yeah. he's one of the best passers of a ball I've seen. Not just at Wolves, just just in 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 general. I've seen a lot of football at Wolves, and it, that's for me. That's his game. He but he needs he needs moving targets. I think up front, he needs yeah. to hit. Whereas yeah. before, it's very especially last season, it was very still, not much movement. I think if you put him in a team where you've got a bit more fluidity in the front three, it 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 will it will pass people off the park. And yeah, I think I mean, if you paired him, sorry, go ahead, Joe. I just said, I think, uh, like you said, I think Nuno's system kind of forced him too deep um, for to, for him to excel for what he truly, you know, what his true, his true strengths are. Yeah, definitely. And he almost played like a quarterback role at Wolves, like just sitting mm-hmm. in front of the back four, uh, back five slash three. And the, the, the onus was more so on Cody to make those like big swooping diagonals rather than never. She's, his role was basically to just mop up and then give it to someone else, mm-hmm. which... It's yeah. ridiculous considering how talented the boys. Now, if you brought him in at Arsenal and paired him with, with someone like Party, um, who would do most of the dirty work and allow him mm. to kind of pull the strings and link up um, midfield with, with the attack, and if he was feeding Pepe and Saka and Aubameyang, I mean, I would love to see that. But, yeah, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think you're probably going to be paying around 35 to 45 million for him, which is... If you if yeah. said if you said that to me at the start of last season, I'd, I'd have laughed you off the podcast. But because <laughs> the season yeah. season we've had and his numbers haven't been it's a bargain, his numbers have been all right. But I've, at the start of last season, I would have wanted at least sixty seventy million for him. But now with say COVID, some of the transfers we've seen at the minute are ridiculous. But because the season is hard and he's not he's not gone to the Euros, he's barely played at the Euros. I think. I think forty to fifty million. I'd I'd be okay with not not okay, but I'd understand. I'd probably cry. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, speaking of bargains, uh, yep. I wanna I wanna move you on to a player that I'm gonna let you wax philosophical about um, here in just a moment because you sounded very excited when you mentioned Trincao earlier. Um, but one, my favorite thing about this entire loan deal is they have an option to buy him for $25 million next year, which is dirt cheap for this player. Like, I mean, am, am I wrong to be as excited as I am about, about Trincao and Wolves? 
mate, I, I woke up Sunday morning <laughs> after um, the England game on Saturday. And when I say I woke up, I, I came to the surface. I didn't really wake <laughs> that up. A boy. Was, that a boy. I was quite, I, I was a little bit tender. Uh, I woke up to, to like three WhatsApp saying, kept that one quiet, didn't you? And I was like, what the, oh God, what did I do last night? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, have I made a tit of myself at the pub? And I was like, oh, so I'll check Twitter. And I was like, we were delighted to announce a signing of Trincao. I was like, oh my God, what a what a morning. The hangover was just lifted. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's a fantastic bit of business. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a quality player. I think he's... As a lot of players do go to Barcelona, and it's just they just kind of get chewed up and spat out. But luckily, he's, he's only a young lad, and I know he's extremely highly rated in Portugal. And it may mean that Adama may go, but I think twenty-five million pound as well, which there must be an agreement to say that it's a more of an um, obligation, maybe after a certain amount of appearances. But I, it's a steal. I, I, I'm, I'm so I'm so happy. But yeah. Barcelona, mate. They're in absolute financial dire straits, aren't they? I mean, I don't think they can register uh, Depay, Aguero, Gar- Garcia, um, because I think they still exceeded the, the league salary limit despite selling um, a junior fit pro and, and t- Tadebo and players like that. They still need to reduce the wage bill, boy. I think it's they all came on freeze, euros. right? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. There's no such thing as a free transfer, though. But yeah. they're, they they're they're desperate for cash. But I'm now like, well. Who else? Who else can we go and get? And Titi's allowed to leave on a free, whether he'd want to come to Wolverhampton or not, is a different matter. But go and test Ooh. the water. It, uh, uh, mate, the World Cup and Titi was fantastic. I know that was at, yeah, what, five years reason. ago, uh, three years ago, four, four maybe. Um, but that would—that's you know, if I'm Wolves, there, I'm saying right, we're going to help you out because the Semedo deal was a bit of a favourite. Favour of, of, of Barcelona, I think. There's no way he's worth like in excess of 38 million pounds. I really like him, but I feel like that was a. Uh, we played over the odds. Perhaps we played <laughs> under the odds with Trincao if we if we do sign him. But Even I'd so. be going straight to Barcelona and saying, right, how much you want for how much you want from Titi? Even like players like Longley, who's pardon my French bag of shit. Um, I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be saying, you know, you've got you to test the water with these clubs. We're, 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 we're here to help them out, hopefully. <laughs> I love hearing the fact that Wolves is going to, you know, uh, help Barcelona, Barcelona over the barrel it's, for transfers. It's, the, it's it. the, Men- the Mendes carousel, mate. It just keeps on going and going and going. Sometimes, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but it's great fun to be a part of. <laughs> Oh man, when I saw the when I saw the Trincao um, transfer, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm hoping that I haven't read much about him. I'm hoping that he's a left winger so that he can kind of slot into the the starting eleven because Neto um, and Potence are are out injured. But to hear that he's more of a right winger and would necessarily kind of mean that that Adama would have to go, that really yeah. that really saddens me because Adama is like one of my favorite players ever. He's my fa- I just he's, love watching him play. He's my fa- I think he's probably my favorite ever Wolves player. Um, oh, oh god, he's just. It, when I see people saying he's, he's just like he's, he's just no end product. He's just quick. I just feel like no. grabbing, grabbing him through Twitter and just punching the lights out <laughs> because he's just. I've never ever seen a player just go past people as 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 as, as easy as he does. He's so. And exciting you know where to he's going to go, and he still does that shimmy. And goes yeah. to the perimeter and, and whips in these crosses. You know where he's going to go, and he still go does it. Him and, he st- and he still does it. And I, I really, really, d- I'd rather sell Neves in the Dharma. I really would because like, yeah. I just, he's just so fun to watch. And people say he's got no end products, but when we had Jimenez in the side in the season that we were in the Europa League, those two combined, I, th- I think Adama got 10 plus assists and like seven or eight goals. He was on fire. Oh, he's just, he's so good to watch. And, you know, and I said this about Cody, genuinely, just a really nice person to, um, just very humble, very humble person. I think there's there's rumours that he won't go back to Barcelona, but I think the only person who believes that is Adama himself. Um, I don't I don't think there's, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but oh, he's, I really, really hope we don't sell him because he's, he's, I don't care what anyone says, he's a phenomenal player. I had a one of my first Twitter spats um, last last season. He was somewhat linked to Arsenal, really wasn't, but he 
there were a couple of news reports that he was potentially coming to Arsenal. And somebody said that he was a juiced up Awobi. And it just oh, set God. me off. I've, I've <laughs> never heard such blasphemy in my life. So I just, I just went off because I, I just couldn't handle uh, someone putting down a dama like that. So I don't yeah, think I, I don't think there's a, there's a, there's a quicker player in, uh, over those ten yards. Oh, I don't think there's a, there's a quicker player um, in in world football. Uh, I just I uh, you when you watch him live, that's when you appreciate how good of a player he is. Mm. Um, and he, his pitch IQ isn't fantastic, and I think that's what holds him back. His his decision making's quite poor. He doesn't really yeah. get in behind. He likes to he likes to get the ball, come short, slow the fall back down, and take it past him. And if he got in behind, it, yeah. it, I've always said it. If he had, if he had a bit more of a footballing brain, he'd be the best player in the world. Mm. But but he doesn't, so he's not. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's fair. got all the attributes to go to, to go to the, the very very top. Whether he fulfills that, I really hope he does. But if he does, he's definitely not going to be doing it at Wolves. Hmm. So does have the reports you've read of of Trincao, Has he ever played on the left, or is he solely a, a right winger? Yeah, I think I think he has, but I think they they will look to play him on the right. Uh, Pedence can play on the right too, but I I wouldn't mind if Pedence was sold because I don't really rate him that much, and it would free up yeah. the wage bill and free up a bit of the transfer, Keithy. But yeah, I think predominantly they'll they'll they'll, they'll play him on the right, um, and it makes sense when you when you think that. Under under Bruno Bruno Lage's uh, Benfica side, the, the wide players tendency to cut in. Perhaps that's that's part of the part of the thinking. It might, it might be that Neto players on the right a bit more, which he has done for Wolves previously. So mm. who who knows? We might we might be we might even be looking at a left winger with a right foot. <laughs> That'd be exciting, wouldn't it? <laughs> Who man, knows? I'm just yeah, man. I'm just trying to figure out. I mean, because I'm t- trying to take into account, you know, the injuries that many of the couple of the players that you guys have are still dealing with, and and also um, Jimenez, who you know, such a question mark. Like, I'm trying to figure out game week one. In my mind, it feels like there's still four or five positions that are just completely open right now. Yeah, definitely, and I think we're still probably four or five signings short as well. Okay, I think if we. If we, if the next four signs we make are at the level, or the the, the potential level of Trincao, we're going to have a fantastic season, and I'm so excited. I just hope that we're not sold short on transfers again because the last two seasons recruitment has been really poor, and it's kind of bitten us on the arse last season. It's caught up with us. This season's been a lot more promising. Mascara is a, a good signing. Trincao is a phenomenal signing. I'm surprised we've pulled it off. If we can get another three players who are, you know, that Trincao's level, I'll, I'll be really happy and I'll be really excited. But it almost makes me think, if Nuno was here, would these type of players be coming in and would we be looking elsewhere? Uh, perhaps they've, 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 they've changed tact on transfers and, and Bruno, as Bruno's kind of said, like, these are the players I want. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I think, like I said, there's going to be more outgoings, but I think we're probably going to see another four or five incomings, including uh, Aitan Nuri. So speaking of, of incomings, I mean, do you think that, uh, that Laj is going to bring some of his, his old um, players from Benfica? I've, I've, I've heard rumors of Seferovic uh, coming along. So if you, if you were playing two strikers up front, that would make sense to pair somebody um, with Jimenez. And if you don't want to start out the season with someone like Fabio Silva. Um, yeah. To, yeah. Think, what, how do you think the, the front two is going to work out? If you're playing, if you're playing at the two up top, then I think we we have to bring a striker in because otherwise we've got two senior, two senior strikers. If one gets injured, we 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 we're we're pretty um, you know not 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 in a great position for the rest of the season. And we rode that <laughs> we know what last you meant. season. Yeah, no, I was trying to find another <laughs> trying to find another word, but my vocabulary is fairly limited without swear words. So it's not, um, a, it's not a family podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I try I try my best. I try my best not to swear, but sometimes it's just can't help it. But yeah, it we need, we need to, we need we need a, a backup striker. I mean, Seferovic is he's one of those players for for Switzerland. He's he looks unbelievable. But I, I'm still he he could score 300 goals in a season. I'd still say he was shit. Like, he's just one of those players where you, you just there's something in the back of your mind, no matter Poacher. how many 
I don't get it. Like, I don't know how I can watch a player who's so poor but then score so many goals for, for his country. And then he had a great he had a great season under under Large. I don't know. I don't think it'll be Seferovic. I would not be surprised if it was Carlos Vinicius who we brought in. Interesting. Um, was he just on loan to uh, to Spurs, Tottenham. or was he? Yeah, was he bought? Well, well, yeah, was, no, he was on loan, but they had the option to buy him for about thirty million. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I love Fabio Silva. Let me, let me tell you now that we'll be having a conversation in six or seven years' time, and you'll be saying this, this, this guy is one of the best strikers in Europe. I'm telling you. Interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. so sure of it. I, I saw him so miss sure so many sitters last season. No, but you, I, you can see the talent. <laughs> you can see the talent. Honestly, I think he's going to be a, he's he's going to be very very good player. But he's not. He chucked in at the deep end last season. Did yeah. okay. I think yeah. he he'll learn a lot from um, Raúl. Uh, just being just being in and around him because he's. I don't know how he's going to come back and what player he's going to be. But yeah. I think we we definitely need an, a, another striker. We've got Rafamir out on loan at Huesca. Uh, with one year left on his deal, who scored loads of goals in Spain, but I think he'll get moved on. He's turned down a new deal at Wolves, so he'll get moved on. So again, we're going to have to find someone from elsewhere. But funnily enough, Wolves tried to sign Vinicius twice when he was at Monaco and when he was at Napoli. Um, mm. So they've, they've tracked him for quite a while. It was always work permit issues as to why he couldn't get why he couldn't get a move to Wolves. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's him. Um, Again, I think I think you could probably pay twenty twenty five million for him now. Benfica need the money, although they've said mm-hmm. they wanted to be part of the plans next season. I think if you went in there and said there's twenty five million for him, he'd, he'd go. How old is he? Is he on the younger side? Uh, yeah, I don't think he's like twenty one, twenty two, but I think I think he's under twenty five. He is tw- he's twenty six, so okay. he's not. He's not. He's not obviously. He's not a wonder kid by any stretch of the imagination, but he's he's not long gone twenty six. So you'd, you'd like to think in the next couple of years he's coming into his prime. And although predominantly he played off the bench for uh, Bruno Lage, he scored a lot of goals for him. So mm-hmm. who knows? Um, that that that's what that's what one of the players I think will will link with will potentially happen. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of our listeners and myself included um, were just blown away by the kind of evolution. Um, of Pedro Neto last season. Um, one of my biggest regrets was um, selling him in, early on in the season from my team, and I just I could never live it down. It's still, uh, to this day, one of the worst transfers I've ever made in my life. Um, but I was just taken aback by how good he was last season, and that, that injury was just was, uh, was tragic. Um, on the injury front, we talked a little bit about uh, Jimenez, but I'd love to hear kind of the latest on when you think um, Neto will be coming back. I think I'd, I'd, I'd probably say October. Uh, Oct- October fully, fully backfire in November. It, it's, this is going to sound really nasty and really selfish of me, but I'm kind of glad he got injured because he'd have been off in this summer if not. <laughs> I don't think any, um, from a selfish point of view, and I think a lot of other Wolves fans share that too. Gutted because he was he was starting over Jota for Portugal in the in the qualifiers and the mm, friendlies. Rightly so. Yeah, yeah. I, he, when uh, when when Jota left Wolves, I, I, I said that you know he's he's, 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 a, he's a very good player, but in Neto we've got a player who's going to go past Jota levels and I got laughed at and they were like you haven't got a clue and I know <laughs> he, he, he was phenomenal for in a struggling wall side I think if you put Neto in the same team as, as Jota's in now he'd, he'd, he'd perform a lot better even now but I think I think he'll be back late September early October time I know he's back in training today I've seen the pictures of him back in training ground whether he's he's back out on the grass or still in doing rehabilitation I'm not sure but oh, he's just He's, he's he's a good player. He's he's a good good player. I remember when we signed him in the the season the season before and he played a few games. I was like, I don't I don't really kind of get what he what he does. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure about him. Like, he looks all right on the ball, and then towards the end of the se- uh, the season just gone, and then uh, sorry, the, towards the end of the previous season and the season just gone. He's he's absolutely flying. He's so direct, but he's a he's a good finisher as well. He's, he's that a lot of people don't give him credit for that. He's not just hit and hope. He he works yeah. the angle really well, and and he, he takes his chances greatly as well. I again, if if he has a season next season where he gets ten or eleven goals, I can't see him staying. 
But yeah. if he does, it, for me, it, we don't even entertain a bid unless it's around seventy million. How many years do he have left on his contract? Uh, I think he, I think he signed uh, a new one at the start of last season. Oh, um, yeah, you guys so are good I, then. Yeah, I, I can just check for you now. He's contracted for another four years. Mm, Oof, wow, yeah. 20, 2024. Oh, you'll be able to cash in if he leaves then. Absolutely. I don't want him to leave. Don't say that. No, 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 for sure. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the worst I, happened, I mean, you'd, you'd get yeah, 80, oh yeah, million. but if he if he goes on and has another season like he did last year, and you know his assists were good, he's got his goal outputs, and in a more attacking team, say oh. if he got eight goal, eight goals, twelve assists, or twelve goals, eight assists, you, you got to be looking at 70, 80 million. But mm. yeah. it's um, yeah, when Nuno has been linked with. Like Everton, you see Everton fans, oh, that's great if you can bring Neto with him. What, what the f*** would he want to go to Everton? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being funny. Like, if he's going anywhere, he's going, he's going, he's going right yeah. to the top. He's not going to go play for the third biggest team in Manama. Well, I've got, I've got a lot, of, I've got a lot of mates who are Scousers and they're all toffees. So they'll probably be listening to this if they know I've been on it. And if they think, to hear me talking nonsense about Everton, they always pull me up on it. So no, 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 that, yeah. no, th- that's, a lateral move at best. Exactly. That's the thing about <laughs> yeah. the the meteoric rise of Wolves in the last what four years. I mean, it's like you guys literally are basically on the same level now as Everton. And yeah. and teams of that kind of like size, which is absolutely incredible. And and I guess you do have to give you know uh, the the previous manager. We won't say his name anymore, but you have to give him some credit for that, oh, right? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And like, I, 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 the job he did was was phenomenal, and I really am truly grateful for the job he did. But all good things do come to an end and I feel like we've come to the end of that cycle. But you, you go back to like Everton there, and just the, the kind of sheer brashness and arrogance that they can just cherry pick players from from Wolves yeah. in the, the last the last three seasons Wolves have finished above them twice and also competed in Europe whereas <laughs> they've not really not really done anything apart from boo really loudly so <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that's the arrogance of, 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 of some clubs I think if um if you have another season next season like we did last season, then of course that will that could be the case. But I, I, I can't I can't see us having a season like we did last season with all with fans being back in the ground and with a more offensive style. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be exciting. I do wonder if there's going to be some growing pains because a lot of the players still there were just kind of drilled um, with the the Nuno system, just kind of going from that to what you're saying is going to be a, a lot more. Um, attacking offensive system i wonder if there's going to be a little bit of um you know um growing pains going from switching systems um yeah. from defensive to more attacking yeah at least I the first couple so. months yeah and what i don't want is fans to because we've got quite a tough run in as well to start with i don't want fans after mm. six games and we've mm. not got many points on the board saying we shouldn't have sacked nuno get him back in like get rid of bruno because <laughs> I, I know that's what will happen um yeah and if you get, we'll get a good pre-season under our belts and really drilling the the, the philosophy. He, he may even play a back four himself. No one knows. He's only had one. He's had one senior job, and that was at Benfica, and that was at the four four two. He may play that. We, we, we're not. We're not sure. Um, but of course, there's going to be kind of growing pains as the as the shape and the tactics are in their infancy. But. These the professional footballers at the, the top level. Like they should be able to grasp it after a few months. You'd hope. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, I did want to. Um, I know we're we're coming up against the clock here. So I did want to ask you about the other two big injuries uh, in addition to Neto. So obviously Raúl um, kind of came back at the very end of the season um, after that horrific head injury, um, which it was against Arsenal. So I watched it live, and it was just awful. So I never wanted to see a um, that happen to anybody, let alone a, a great player like Raúl. But do you think that he's going to be fit and firing starting game week one obviously he's going to have to bleed into the team a little bit having not played for so long but are there any kind of recurring issues with the injury or um should he be okay game week one um he's had the all clear he's back in he's back in training um today i know that he was selected for mexico, for mexico? Is, it, yeah. Olymp- is it olympic squad is it olympics this summer i'm not maybe sure maybe gold cup 
some something some competition anyway that Mexico involved him and, and walls have, have withdrew him from that said they want they want to get a preseason uh, uh, with him and his first competitive competitive game will be for walls yeah probably I, I don't I, yeah I think so and he's look he's lucky he can bloody walk again yeah. the severity of that injury never mind play football you can't you can't bank on him coming back and being the same player for me he's on on his day which is more often than not for Wolves I don't think he'd look out out of out of sorts in any team in the world I think he's that good he's so intelligent links the play so well and unbelievably calm and composed in front of goal he's got everything um, but I just I really hope he comes back the same player because if we do we're going to have a good season next year but I think Wolves would be naive to think that he's going to hit the ground running and, and perform to the ability he has before because it's such a serious injury and we've you know, most of his goals being scored in the air. I know. You've got to wonder, is it, physically it might be all right, but mentally, is yeah. that going to affect him? I, I, he may just need the first game of the season just for someone to come and clear him out and be like, you know, I'm actually all right. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I wish, I, I, I just hope that he comes back and performs the way he did because he's such a good player to watch and he's so important to the way we play. Yeah, I, all I know is, I mean, anytime he's on the ground, everyone's going to be holding their breaths, and it's uh, yeah. it's going to be a little bit, a little bit scary, a little bit um, testy. I think when we when we finally do get to see him out on the field, it's just kind of one of those handle him with kid gloves a little bit, even though that's not that's not what he's going to want as a striker. No, I don't. I don't think so. And like I said, he might just need someone to just go through him in training in an aerial yeah. duel and get up and be like, "I'm all right." But okay, that's, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like the club have been. Very hush hush on his his develop. They they issue kind of updates like he's doing well and he got the all clear a few months ago. Uh, and he was there was there was rumours he was going to play in the final game of the season, but they decided it wasn't right. Um, so like I said, I just I just hope he can get back and he's physic first and foremost physically he can do it and his health isn't going to be affected, which it doesn't look like it is. But then mentally to get him back to where he was because such a good player such a such a good player one of the best strikers in in the world for me on his day well mate uh i I just want to say thank you again for for your just your generosity with your time and and what an absolute pleasure it's been to to chat with you and i mean it just everything felt so natural i mean you really like i I feel like we were having a beer i wish we were but um on the other hand so do i i've had a long day (laughs) (laughs) but yeah on the on the other hand man it's it's been uh, an absolute pleasure to chat and and again we just thanks for coming on we we really appreciate it not a problem it's been honest chaps i've 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 really enjoyed it like i said it's it's just felt like i've i've been down the pub and that's yeah that's the that's a sign of a of of a good podcast and yeah just just thanks for having me on if you ever need me on again you know you know to call okay all right we're gonna take you up on you be careful Definitely, I want to go definitely. to Molyneux for my uh, for my stag do. So, um, <laughs> to you, bloody when, the, hell. when the day comes, <laughs> we'll, we'll, and we'll go, still we'll go there. to Molyneux. Yeah, we'll go to Molyneux. Then we'll we'll slide off to Birmingham because <laughs> the nightlife's a bit better there. I can show, I can show you some of the sights of Birmingham. You won't want to go back. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Brummie and I loved it. I've never been to Wolverhampton, obviously, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd love to stop into Molyneux. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, my friend. Well, have a wonderful night. Again, appreciate you and appreciate your time. Um, best of luck to Wolves this season. We're going to be watching. Yeah, well, hopefully we can. We have a good start to the season and um, and we win a lot on the Bruno. <laughs> All right, guys. Take for, care, guys. Yeah, absolutely. You too. Yeah, cheers, for Matt, man. for Ryan, this has uh, been the Keep Ass Collective. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We really appreciate it. And uh, come on back. We're going to have more amazing interviews coming up the rest of the summer before the uh, actual game week one hits. Cheers. We'll talk to you all soon.